Welcome to the cemetery. I'm former gravedigger Nathan Barnett from spooky old New England, although I live in Los Angeles now, and you're watching Grave Stories. Thanks for coming back, everyone. Get another one. This is a pretty interesting one. It's actually going to be a double episode. We got two stories today. I found two pretty interesting, pretty fun short stories. So we're going to tell them both. Now, please click the freaking bell. I'm begging you. I'm begging you. I never asked people to do these things until I started making these videos because I realized it actually works and it helps. And you guys are getting notified and I'm showing up in the algorithm. So thank you for watching. Never stop watching and I'll never stop making them. Let's go. Cody Clausen was a 13-year-old boy in July of 2001. He was a Boy Scout in Troop 241 from Huntsville, Utah. He, along with his father and the rest of his Boy Scout troop, had just made the five-hour drive north from Utah to Wyoming. They had just arrived at their destination, which was Camp LOLL, a campsite in the Targhee National Forest. This is where the Boy Scouts were going to spend a few days in the wilderness, putting their skills to the test, living off the land, and hopefully earning a few new merit badges. The campsite they were staying at was one mile away from Yellowstone National Park. So this is a very big forested area. When they arrived, they started to unpack the cars and they set up camp. Cody grabbed some gear and started following who he thought was his dad. He was following this guy, just walking aimlessly into the woods. And then he realized it wasn't his dad. And he looked around and didn't know where he was. He then lost that guy and couldn't find out where the heck he was. So he sat there like a Boy Scout, like he was taught to wait when you're lost and someone will come and find you. But after 30 minutes of waiting, no one came. And then he started getting pretty scared. So he put all the gear down and started running down a trail, thinking he was heading back to camp. He wasn't. He was going deeper into the woods and he got very lost. Now the gear he ditched was a sleeping bag, an air mattress, and two empty water containers, which he probably should have held onto because he was definitely going to need them. It's getting late and it's very cold because it's raining and snowing. And Cody is only wearing flip-flops, shorts, and a t-shirt. Cody keeps walking through the night and only gets more and more lost. Eventually, it was so dark, he needed to stop walking because he didn't know where he was going at all, and he was frozen. So he luckily found a rock that was protruding from another rock, and he was able to crawl under using it as a makeshift shelter. He tried to use some of his Boy Scout skills and build a barrier on a wall to stop the wind and cold using logs and sticks, but it was so windy, it just kept blowing all the logs over. So he eventually just gave up and curled up in the dirt and tried to go to sleep. Unfortunately, he was so terrified that he never fell asleep. He said he was religious, and the only thing that brought him comfort was saying his prayers. So he just laid there, curled up, saying his prayers until the morning came. In the morning, Cody was greeted by a family of bears. Thinking, oh God, please don't eat me, Cody laid there motionless as the bears walked right past him and never even noticed. Cody then had an epiphany and suddenly knew exactly where he needed to go. So he started running through the woods. He ran for a few hours covering a couple miles until he came to a clearing. When he was approaching the clearing, he started hearing the sounds of helicopters. So he started running faster, making it to the clearing so that the helicopters would eventually, hopefully, see him down standing in the middle of a field. He then climbed up on top of a big rock where he took his belt off and used the belt buckle to shine at the sun, causing a glimmer for the helicopter pilot to hopefully see him standing down below. It worked. The helicopter pilot saw the flashing belt buckle and he landed down in the field because it was big enough for the helicopter to make it. Cody ran over the helicopter and the helicopter pilot opened the door and brought him inside. When he was safely in the helicopter, the pilot said to him, oh boy, you sure must have earned a merit badge for this one. That pilot's name was Harrison Ford. 
and Cody recognized him instantly as Han Solo from Star Wars. Harrison lived part-time in Wyoming and would often volunteer his flying services. This was the second rescue Harrison Ford had performed. A year earlier, a hiker named Megan Freeman climbed the 11,000-foot Table Mountain in Wyoming, but she suffered altitude sickness and dehydration and was unable to climb down. So Hollywood actor Harrison Ford flew her off the mountain into the hospital. There you go. Apparently, Harrison Ford is saving people's lives when he's not acting in movies. Time for our second and final story of the episode. And I just want to say thank you very much to everyone who watches these. Thank you for giving thumbs up, clicking the bell and subscribing. I hate saying all this dumb YouTube stuff, but you kind of have to. And I've never said it in the past, but now I say it all the time because I'm learning. It really does help to remind people to do these things. So if you don't mind, please click all that crap and help me out. Now let's get to the second story. So this guy, Harry, was born in 1942 in Chicago during World War II. He grew up during the golden years of aviation. As a kid, he fell in love with the planes he saw fighting in the war. When he was in his teens, he saw the boom of the commercial airline business. He was truly in love with planes and flight, so he started flying as soon as he could. When he was in his 20s, in the 1960s, he started his first lessons. He took to flying effortlessly and was a very talented pilot. He flew his entire life through the 60s, 70s, the 80s, the 90s, and into the 2000s. Then, when he was 70 years old, he had the opportunity to fly a restored World War II fighter plane. It was an open cockpit PT-22. He thought he couldn't pass up this opportunity to fly such an old plane. It was as old as him. So he went to the small airport where the plane was located, and he did a full check of the plane. Everything seemed good, so he started the plane, got clearance to take off, then took to the skies. But almost immediately, something went wrong. The engine started sputtering and stalling. Unfortunately, in his pre-flight check, he had missed a problem with the carburetor. The carburetor's main metering jet got dislodged and turned 90 degrees, causing the fuel-air mixture to be too rich for the engine and not properly run. The carburetor was rebuilt 17 years prior and had not been checked since. The owner of the plane said there was no requirement to do so. And now the plane is crashing. So he radios to the tower, saying he's turning around and coming in for a crash landing. But just then, the engine completely dies. It shuts off. The plane starts dropping out of the sky and crashing to the ground. Below, people are filming this plane with their phones as it's headed to crash down on Earth. He guides the plane towards the airport, but he's just not going to make it. He's dropping way too fast, so he steers the plane towards a neighboring golf course where he clips a tree and crashes into the ground of the golf course. Dude, his engine died, didn't it? Dude, his engine. Oh, dude, he's landed on the course. Oh my God, I hope we don't. I hope he's all right, dude. Dude, he's landing on the course. Sorry. Now, some of the people that are playing golf on the golf course at this time and watched him crash right in front of them happened to be doctors. These doctors ran over to the plane and dragged him out of it. He had a broken back, broken ankle, broken pelvis, and a giant gash in his head, and blood was dripping all over his face. The doctors called 911, and he was rushed to the hospital where he made a full recovery. Harry the pilot was also Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford has lived a crazy, crazy life. <laughs> 
I couldn't believe all these things I was discovering about Harrison Ford, so I figured this deserves to be an episode. There you go, everyone. The fantastic life, the ups and downs and adventures of Harrison Ford. There's probably more, but that's all I can talk about today. Thank you for watching. Click all that crap. I beg you, never stop watching Grave Stories. Thanks for being here. I love you all. Goodbye.